We learn in our parish about two different generations that got destroyed for two different problems. We had the Dar HaMabal that got destroyed because they were terrible people in immorality, they stole, in all, all those areas of Ben Adon and they got destroyed with the Mabal. And at the end of the parsha, we have the story of the Dar HaFloga, where they actually had, had great unity. They didn't have any of those Averis, but they tried to rebel against the Rebbein and they were destroyed. We would like to work on an idea, and we'll begin with the Dara Floga, and it could take us to Parshas Noyach with the Dara Mabel also with a lesson. So I hit upon this idea with the Dara Floga multiple years ago. An amazing insight, I think. Let me share that with you. The story of Dara Floga is a generation of people that got along with each other, but wanted to rebel against the Rebbein Shalom. And the way the Rebbein Hashem destroyed that generation was not by wiping it out like the Mabel, not with fire, not with water, but rather a very unique way. The Rebbein Hashem said, I see all the nations of the world speak the same language. Sofa achas lekulo. I got to go and change their languages. There's going to be a miscommunication. They won't be able to communicate with each other, and therefore they won't be able to build that migdal that they're trying to reach heaven with. I wondered to myself a few years ago, we see from over here that the more language everybody speaks together with, so that teaches us that when we all speak the same language together, we have the greatest form of communication, and chas v'shalom for the nations of the world that won't recognize the Rebbein Hashem, they can use that opportunity of communication to actually rebel against the Rebbein Hashem. And from there on, no man, every nation will have their own language, and everybody will misunderstand each other. Of course, the simple wording of Rashi is one person asks for an axe, and the other person thinks it means something else, and they destroy each other. But it means the loss of communication doesn't allow you to build, and it allows and it brings in separation. I wonder to myself that amongst everything that everybody discusses about technology, beginning with the internet and today so much more with smartphones and WhatsApps, literally we have the whole world connected like we have never had. I mean, people are in WhatsApp groups that can be shared with thousands and thousands and thousands of people. In one second, you're connected to thousands of people. You have a way of communicating with everybody. There's no barriers in languages because we have, Baruch Hashem, new Google Adars and who knows what type of series and whatever these peoples and their names are, these new robotic AI type of people. We can break through every barrier in almost every nation in the world we can be connected to. So, we are as our today's form and present, Dora Flogger. And the answer has to be, I think the answer has to be, that is exactly why, if you notice, that the more technology there is, the greater separation there are between people. And it doesn't make sense. Why should it be like that? You're going to say, because you're so busy with these kalim. Nah, if you watch TV the whole day, it won't have the same effect. It has to be that the greater you're in the sugi of technology, if the Rabbi says, when there's a sofa achas, lekulam, I need separation, so the more there's a sofa achas, the more the barrier is going to happen. And every time you dig, and you come up with a new advice, and a new key, and a new WhatsApp, and a new AI, and a new whatever it is, and you're there, 
you are more separated. Communication gets harder and harder and harder. Trust me, I see it with everybody. Our only battle of being able to live and communicate with each other is by being out of that, by being out of that part. Let's live not in the Dara Flogger. If we live in the Dara Flogger, we're going to have to battle the destruction of the Dara Flogger. We're going to get destroyed with our ability to communicate, which is our lifeline. We've got to get out of that part. And that leads us to the first half of the parish. So let's now delve into the first half of the parish. We deal with the generation of the Dar Hamab of immorality, of stealing, of every form of Ben Adon not recognizing each other, not caring for each other. And the Rebbe says, i got to wipe out this world. we got to restart it again. The Rebbe tells Naich, build a Teva. I'm going to be bringing a flood to this world, and your protection is going to be a Teva. But if you notice closely in the Pesukim, and the Pesukim begin in Pasuk Yud Gimel, the Rebbe tells Naich, Kate's kol baser balafanai ki mola arts chamas got to get rid of the world. There's chamas. Vehinri mashchisam. Create, build a Teva, and so forth. And a few psukim later, when you come to Pasuk Yitzayim, the Rebbe Shalom says, I'm going to be bringing a flood on the world. Now we know a teva, which is, a mar, which is an all-day form of a boat, protects you from a mabel. So the Rebbe Shalom, the setup should have been that the Rebbe Shalom tells Naich, listen, I'm destroying the world because I'm going to be bringing a flood, and your protection is going to be the teva that's going to protect you, where you're going to be protected from the flood. But that's not the order of the Pesukah. The Rebbe says, I'm getting rid of the world, build the Teva. How's the Teva supposed to going to help? Why, don't, why does the Rebbe say first? Because there's being a Mabel. That question, Rabbi Moshe Feinstein and Drash Moshe asks, he answers in two different ways. We would like to suggest a different answer to that. Medrash tells us, Shesulim beveis Hashem, that's noyach that the Rebbe was shosloi beteva. What does this mean? What is the Medrash telling us? We know like a tree, like you plant, Noich was planted in the Teva, that was his growth. We know the Teva was, Noich was protection, he was protected from the Mabel. What's clear over here is that the Teva has an ability in A to be protected from the Mabel, but that's nowhere near enough. The Rebbe tells Noich, I'm restarting this world, the whole, this whole world is done. The Darham Mabel is done. There's got to be a new world. You have a way of protecting yourself by building a tevah, being shesulim bebeis Hashem, will restart your growth in a base Hashem, living with the Rebbeinu Shalom bebeis Hashem, away from the whole, ex out from the whole world, not affected, not affected in any way from the low spirituality that was going on over there, not affected from the Ben Adon L'chaveri, recognizing the Rebbeinu Shalom, shesulim bebeis Hashem is your mission. In fact, that is part of the 120 years of Nayak's building the Teva, even before he enters the Teva for the actual flood that's going to happen. But the purpose of this Teva is living in the Teva, living in Shesulim Mevei Hashem. And how much do we always know the concept of Achon of the Mitzvah, how great it is? It's greater than the Mitzvah itself. That was part of the Achon of the Mitzvah. Preparing himself for the Teva was leaving the outside world for those 120 years prior to entering the Teva. He wasn't affected. He was busy building his Shesulim Mevei Hashem. That's Noich Shashosle Kodesh Baruch Beteva. In fact, the amazing things you see in the Teva, you see the animals were able to speak. How did that happen? You see they understood not to be Meshamish with each other. It seems like that wasn't even a Chiddush because this Teva is Shesulim Bevei Hashem. It's a holy place. 
then the Rebbe Nisham tells Noach the actual thing that's going to happen is actually going to be a flood and you got to go in there and protect yourself from the flood. And that's what you see till Noach went into the Teva, how he left the Teva. All of this, there's much more than just the flood itself. Rather, it was a restarting of Shesulam Beves Hashem. And that could give us an idea how to connect with how we started off with the Dara Flogger and the Dara Mabel, although they're two total different Averis. We have a world out there. There's a, it's a world of immorality. It's a world of stealing. It's a world of aloneness in every way. And it's a world of separation because of what happened by the Dara Flogger later on in the parasha. Our way of living is... We have a teva also, the Sfasem, Mr. Balshentov, and others for him say, teva is words, teva is box. We have a Beis HaKnesses. We have words of Torah and Tefillah. We have a Shesulim Beves Hashem. In our Shesulim Beves Hashem, if we're there, we're not affected from the generation of immorality, the generation of temptations and all low things, and we don't have the barriers of the separation either. We're in, a different, we're in a different world. There's a world out there, and we're in Tevis Neich. There's a world out there in Dara Flog, and again, we're in Tevis Neich that's protecting us from all elements, elements of separation and all these other elements. And what is the key, the key behind this all? We're to enter Tevis Neich, besides for its simple meaning of Torah and Tefillah. There's one more key that leads us to both parts, and that's the story of Neich. The key to that is Shabbos. The Zayah says, Noyach dohi Shabbos, which would seem to us and teach us that Noyach's protection was built on Shabbos. Shabbos is our greatest time for menucha. Shabbos is our greatest time to connect with people. Shabbos, of course, in the most simplest form, we're cut off from technology, we're cut off from these kalim, we have an ability to be with the Rebbein Yishlam and to be with other people. Shabbos, we're cut off from the outside world, from immorality, from low temptations, chamos, in all forms away. Shabbos is our key. In fact, Shabbos is our key for our children also. We begin with the parasha with teaching us about Noach's children. Ela told us Noach, Noach ish tzadik. And I think you could read the words very simple. Eile toldos noyach. What are the children of noyach? Noyach. Of course, that would mean you want to know what a person's ch- child is. It's based on what the father is. So eile toldos noyach, noyach. But let's take that further. Eile toldos noyach. How do you get toldos noyach? Noyach. Have menucha. Menucha is through Shabbos. Create that great serenity that Shabbos brings to you. It will create you so much, such a closest to Rebbeinu Shalom. It, when you have Shabbos, it's how the world down here and the world up here go in tandem. They, everything makes sense. Chazal say, Noyach l'shmayim, Noyach l'aretz. Which means that in this world, it f- seems like this world is a different world than the world up there. But Shabbos bridges the gap and then it allows us to fight it throughout the week also. We have the Sheisha Siyamim that we struggle, but then the Shabbos gives us the energy. And with everything going on, and everybody having different messages of how to fix ourselves up and what's going on outside in the world. Of course, Tyra, of course, Tefillah, of course, Ben Adam Lechaver, but Shabbos, Shabbos is Tevas Noyach. Noyach, Dohi Shabbos. Shabbos is our El. We're in our own world. We're in our own protection. We're in our own Kedkun. This is Shabbos, Parshas Noyach. Shabbos Noyach. How much more do we need the lessons of Noach? Menucha, we need Menucha. 
We need Shabbos. We need more Shmir Shabbos. We need to talk more about Shabbos. Every one of us have to do something more for Shabbos. Every one of us have to grow from Shabbos. And we grow from Shabbos then, the generation of Dara Flaga, we know how to fight our technology so we can still have an ability to communicate. We know how to be away from the outside world in the Mullah arts, Chumas, in every possible way. A lichtige, lichtige menucha Shabbos to everybody. Thank you.